Hello and welcome to episode 147 of Unfunny No Tangent. My name is Patrick Swayze. Sorry, that's not right. My name is Greg, <laughs> aka Captain Boomerang. And pretty soon, <laughs> my friends and I are going to be flying off to the forever and beautiful sky. But until then, I'll be your host as we review Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Joining me today, he may be ready to kill one stupid guy nobody loves but he is certainly not a bad dog from the Matt Mania podcast. He's the rock knowledge. How are you, sir? What's going on, everybody? I'm hanging out, enjoying my Sunday. That's it. <laughs> Kick him back. Right. Uh, quick shout out to our aunt brother, the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz, who couldn't make this episode, but uh, we will do our best in his absence. So. <laughs> He's in nowhere somewhere. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's He's Fighting being off, the super dude. Fighting off celestials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this this one, this was one of the Marvel movies I was probably looking forward to the most, uh, as far as well, I guess we're into phase five now. But I mean, it's hard to say because like previously I had high hopes for multiverse of madness and even love and thunder. And to be honest, I mean both of those were pretty disappointing, really, I thought. Um, and Quantum Mania, you know, we did that on our last show. It was perfectly mm. fine, but I wouldn't say it was great. I mean, were you looking forward to Guardians, considering that you, we knew it was James Gunn still, at least? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I was, uh, this was probably the one I was looking forward to the most out of all of the most recent movies. Um, and it definitely did not disappoint. I will say, and I will talk about this later, but. I had an entirely different version of the way this movie was going to play out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I was pleasantly surprised that what I thought was going to happen did not. So, um, yeah, it was it was Guardians, man. Like, these these characters, I think... I don't know if Marvel really thought these characters were going to be as beloved as they became. Because if you were a comic book head, you knew the Guardians of the Galaxy. But they weren't, like an Avengers or an X-Men. They weren't one of the mm. bigger, the bigger names. And then when, you know, once they made these movies, I think, it, I mean, between Star-Lord, Rocket, I mean, Drax is my all-time favorite, big, big ups to Big Dave. Um, I just think everybody just became really enamored with the characters and their storyline. And, um, and then this was a nice, this is a nice payoff and a nice, I guess you could say a send off in some sense, you know, for, oh. for, for some of the crew. And so it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, when they, I think, like, back in the day, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, that was probably the first, like, real, apart from when they started with Iron Man, obviously. Yeah. Like, that was a test to see, like, well, can we do this? And, of course, Iron Man was huge. And so they were like, okay, great. Well, yeah. what else can we do? Um, but even you know, Captain America and Thor and the Hulk and that sort of stuff. Like, they were still, they weren't the big names that they are now. Well, Hulk is, Hulk was, but, like, they were still sort of your B-list characters. And, of course, you know, even though it was like, well, it's still a challenge. Like, will people give a shit about Thor and will, can we make Captain America cool, essentially, as opposed to, yeah. you know. Um but people still knew who they were. It wasn't like, oh, we're making a Captain America movie. Like, well, who was that? You know, um, whereas, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, even, like, I mean, I I knew a couple of the characters, like, from, mm. mostly from the, um, 
uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, miniseries, isn't it? Because, like, Drax is in that and um, Nebula, and I think Thor is in it too. Um, Thanks. But I might be... I know Nebula definitely is, uh, even though she's radically different than the movie version. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was sort of aware of those characters. When they said, okay, the next movie is Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> And then, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, there's a tree and a rock, a raccoon. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, yeah, so, I mean, even, even, I don't, I don't claim to be some super expert or anything, but even, you know, I've got a fair amount of knowledge of comics and stuff. But so even, even when they came out, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, yeah. But I, that was their first real test. And of course it, it did take off. So it was a testament to that movie of being like, look, we know you don't know who any of these people are, but by the end of it, you're going to want more of it so yeah i mean it, it definitely i think it definitely it was a testament to how well you know marvel laid everything out presented mm-hmm. everything to everybody because you know that at that during those early phases i mean marvel was just they really weren't missing mm-hmm. you know yeah. everything they were everything they were doing was was really dope and it all fit we all knew it was going to lead up to something bigger and greater. And, you know, it just so happened that along the way, we found this group of misfits, essentially, that, you know, were out there, you know, doing their own thing in space. And, you know, we got taken into their world. And I mean, I became a huge fan. So mm. I, I guess they did what they they did. They did what they were looking to do. I think it probably helped, too, that the fact that people uh, didn't know the characters as well. So they didn't have the preconceived notion of like oh you know like that's not captain america or like oh thor wouldn't do that you know that sort of thing so because you know there are a few differences obviously from the now that i've read up on them and and read more comics with them in it there there are quite a few differences with the comic versions of the characters absolutely Um, but i think if you were i don't think there's enough to be like oh you know that's not star lord he you know but you would have people generally thinking that in the same way that there are some people that don't like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, you know, like Hugh Jack, you know, Wolverine's not this six foot five, good looking guy. You know, he's this <laughs> little Danny DeVito guy, you know, <laughs> the two, mm. but you know, at the end, at the end, then you, but you say that and like, I really can't picture nobody else being Wolverine, but Hugh Jackman. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah. well, you can make it your own and, and, the, the essence of the character is there. It's just some of the physical stuff. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I would say this one's the best MCU entry in a while, probably, uh, definitely, probably since uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Yeah. Because I really yeah. enjoyed that. And I think after that, we've sort of had a string of, eh, okay. You know. Yeah, they've been, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 fair. That's, that's actually really accurate, too. Because yeah. actually, I, I tried... They just added Quantum Mania to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I tried to rewatch that yesterday. I was so uninterested. Yeah. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mind it at the time, but I don't think it's going to age well unless it becomes more of those one of those ones where you're going to go back and when you rewatch the series kind of thing, you'll be like, "Oh, they set this up. They set that up." You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, because obviously Kang is heavily involved but i mean who knows what's happening with that <laughs> yeah that, uh, there's a lot of question marks around what's going to happen with jonathan majors and mm. Aang and 
I've heard a, a theory that might tie the Kang issues into this movie potentially, but we'll get to that a bit later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, first and foremost, this is this is Rocket's story. We get yes. a major focus on Rocket more than the other movies where they were, even though they sort of focused on Peter, I wouldn't say they were specifically like Star Lord movies and because you got character growth for, for everyone. Um yeah. Peter was just kind of the guy that like like your audience character because he's a human being from Earth. And yeah, like he was only a little kid when he got taken into space, but you still mm-hmm. see him as a, you know, that sort of Iron Man quippy kind of Tony Stark sort of guy. Yeah. Um, and because obviously as a kid, he would have grown up, he loved Indiana Jones and all that stuff, you know, so in his head, that's sort of who he's trying to be, especially that the opening to that first movie is very much Indiana Jones, of course, with the, Absolutely. the, temp, the temple and he steals the, the orb and all that stuff. So, But this one's yeah. definitely um, Rocket, uh, Rocket Central, basically. So what do you think about finally giving uh, him his due, considering that like he's a little CGI character as well? Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was kind of sad, you know, kind of getting his origin to see how he was essentially created and, mm. you know, how he lived, you know, up until, you know, I guess he broke free and, um, you know, and then seeing his, his friends, you know, they were all modified and they were, cause you know, it was just, it was a lot. It was, it, it kind of, it almost humanized rocket a little bit a mm. little bit more even though he's a little walking raccoon but you kind of got like human aspect to him because you kind of saw like his life through his eyes and what he remembered yeah you can um it'll it'll like going back and watching the other movies now as well it'll it sort of this movie almost makes a lot of excuses for rocket in some of the things where you know like oh he's He's angry and he's, he's you know, he treats the other characters like dirt sometimes and he's, why is he doing that? Like, why is he sort of self-sabotaging himself, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, and you kind of, you do, you, you do kind of see where a lot of that comes mm. from because he's been internalizing all of this. Yeah. You know, all the memories that he's repressed and just dealing with that. I mean, you can see how that could turn a person, you know, negative or make them very just dark hard to deal with hard to Mm. be around sometimes so well like the two things that pop out for me like going back as a like almost like a retroactive like oh yeah that explains this and that explains that and i'm sure that james gunn had some kind of idea in his head um you know to start with even if it wasn't perfectly mapped out because there are hints along the way but the fact that he doesn't trust anybody like at all and pretty much until like Infinity War and that, that's sort of only when he really becomes part of a team properly because he's trying to help yeah. bring everybody back with with the Avengers. Um, and also like the the sheer like loyalty that he has with Groot, um, like the first Groot and then, of course, like baby Groot who becomes yeah. the new one. Like it seems like that makes a lot more sense now too where you're like, okay, well, now that he's got a friend again, it's like he's super, you know, and then of course if you go back and watch Infinity War where Groot gets um snapped away, 
that that's probably even going to hit harder now when you think like, oh, this isn't the first time Rocket's seen his friends die. I don't, I don't even I don't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, for like, now it's like, you know that whole depression yeah. thing with him is like, oh, it's happened again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, essentially he lost all those friends when he was captive and then mm. to lose wow i didn't even think about that because i mean that That's was good that pushed a lot of i think i mean we have a different rating system down here obviously like you guys have pg-13 and r and all that kind of stuff whereas yeah. we have r rated movies here as well but it's got to be pretty bad <laughs> like it's gonna be pretty full on to get an r okay. um whereas we have like the uh, m which is like mature audiences yeah and then there's like ma 15 plus which is you're supposed to be 15 or older kind of thing um okay this one is still i think in the m range um which i understand obviously you're pg-13 over there but i mean i guess there's nothing really too graphic that you see it's more implied and i think the fact that like little kids it's probably a bit much for little kids but then you don't really see like any of the animal cruelty or or experiments yeah, no- but I think it's just like people like us who are a bit older, you sort of, you, you, you know what's going on because we've grown up with like, oh yeah, all those, the videos of like, we test makeup on rabbits and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Even when Rocket like attacks the, uh, the high evolutionary, you know, like that's pretty full on, but then you don't really see it. It's just quick cuts yeah. and a lot of slashing kind of stuff, but obviously yeah. you see the results of it later. But yeah. yeah, and that's kind of a constant, I think, throughout almost all of the Marvel movies, with the exception, I think, of uh, of Logan. And that's only because Logan was yeah. rated R. Mm. Usually, there's a lot of like fighting and death, but you don't see the blood, the gore. Mm. You know, it's just a fight, and then you see somebody down on the ground. You don't see a lot of the gory side of it. So, and yeah, that, I also. Logan definitely, like, there were full-on attacks yeah. in that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it it, it also makes sense, I mean, because they want, they're trying to get parents to not only run themselves, but you want, you want your kids to come watch these, and parents aren't going to bring their, you know, mm. can you imagine if, like, Infinity War was that huge battle scene at the end, and it was all blood and gore, like, mm. you imagine how, like, how different that would have looked? <laughs> That's right, because at the end of the day, it's like, well, hey, Buy the toys, kids, you know. And, yeah. And it's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell you action figures and mm. clothing and lunch boxes and T-shirts. And you can't sell a blood-covered Captain America shirt. That's right. <laughs> to your eight-year-old kid with the Wolverine stabbing right. a dude in the head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool as that mm. looks. Yeah, it's mm. not going to fly very well when he goes to school the next day wearing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought... Uh, with the high high evolutionary, I really liked him. I thought he was good. Um, yes, it, I've seen some like talk online where it's like, oh, all he does is shout, and and that it's like, no, nah, but it's 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 purpose. He's on purpose, you know what I mean? He's not just shouting to shout. It's it's a definite sort of. Uh, he's like an old school, like Shakespearean theatery type theatrical type character, you know? Um, yeah, and I mean. And his aim, his aim is perfection. Mm. So I mean, he's not getting perfection, so he's angry all the time. So that's right. Kind of yeah. makes, he's shouty, but it, it kind of fits his character makeup. Mm. 
Yeah, he's driven and just like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah he's obsessed he with was, his work. Hmm. Yeah, if he was like soft-spoken and nonchalant about it, it's like, uh, wouldn't it wouldn't have the same effect no that's right and i mean that scene i mean we'll obviously we get the um uh rocket's friends where we had teeths who was sort of like the walrus type thing uh floor <laughs> rabbit which yeah. is she was probably the most fucked up one i think because like a rabbit with the bear trap grill <laughs> mouth and like a like spider legs it was like oh fuck um yeah and of course, Lila. And I mean, Lila is is from the comics. A little bit different, yeah. different again in the sense that she was more of a. She's closer to Rocket in the comics, really, as far as like her own independent character kind of thing. She's not sort of just like, um, you know, the the science experiment kind of thing. But it worked for this because I mean, how many, like, how many movies are he gonna do as well? You know, and how much time do they have? Uh, we've got one character that's a CGI animal don't push it you know <laughs> exactly rocket exactly. works let's stick with rocket um yep and the fact that they the whole thing you know they think they're going to get out they think they're going to go to paradise and all this kind of stuff and of course yeah it's they're they're ultimately seen as failures by the high evolutionary and the only one that's a success is rocket because for some reason he his brain surgery yeah genetic manipulation whatever you want to call it worked but almost worked too well because he solved the problem of his uh of the high evolutionaries super evolution chamber yep. that was making ninja turtles um <laughs> uh, you can't have a little glimpse <laughs> yeah, well, very- angry ninja, ninja turtles yeah um but rocket solved it and of course then you've got high high evolutionary being like hang on a second how how can you solve that problem? I created you. Why can't I solve it? And because that's his, you know, his issue. But the fact that then Rocket tries to um, escape, and he, and really like it, as as harsh as it sounds, like he he gets his he gets his uh, he gets his friends killed in the end of the at yeah. the end of the day because of he got them out of the cage and you know old mate killed him so. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's pretty brutal. I mean, the fact that they were all—I mean, Lila was more like the other two seemed like children, um, especially Floor. Yes. Uh, whereas Lila was, you know, a bit more switched on. Even Rocket is 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 played as being young, like he's only like a five-year-old kind of thing um, in the mm-hmm. way he talks and acts and stuff like that. But I mean, that scene where it, it's funny to think as well that like you're watching a CGI raccoon in a space comic book movie. And yet <laughs> right. when when he when he does that scream and that anguish like, you know, oh, when Lila gets killed, like it's fucking full on. And it yeah. it sits there and you sit with it for a bit too. Um yeah, you do. Like I I the the, the Guardians movies and, I mean, the Marvel movies in general do suffer a bit from, like, here's this real heavy thing and then, ha-ha, quippy joke. Nothing yes. matters. Who gives a shit? Ha-ha, don't be sad. Drax fell over. But, you know, <laughs> it's like, or Tony said something smart-ass, you know, like Tony's crying about his dead mother. Ha, huh, he made a joke. Like, yeah, it does sort of 
you know, you don't have to be grim and gritty and stuff full on. But because, like, these characters, like, he's not Batman. But still. But I'm glad that this one, at least, in the heavy moments that are really heavy, they let it just be heavy. So you can be like, holy fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they kept kind of some of the normal Guardians humor mm. away from some, the, from some of those scenes. So, yeah, it, and it, I think it definitely, um, just, just the framework of the story, I think that helped. You know, because some of the heavier stuff in this movie, I think, was needed. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. I mean, and the fact that, like, once, like, Rocket is, like, he's, he lets out that big scream of anguish, you know, and grief kind of thing. And that's kind of where his voice changes then as well. Then after that, he, he talks yeah. more like, he's like regular Bradley Cooper Rocket voice as opposed to little... Oh, I'm going to go to the sun. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he still has a sort of cartoony baby rocket voice. Um, but then, so he's, he's sad and he's crying. And then high evolutionary is like mocking him. Like, Oh, oh yes. You win the crying contest. <laughs> Holy fuck. You know, like, and that's where yeah, it's just like, yeah, kill this motherfucker. Like get him, you know? Like, so when he, when he goes on the rage, you're like, yeah, kill him. Oh, of course we know he doesn't because he's, it's a flashback and we're watching him in the movie. So, but that was another reason why I thought a uh, high evolutionary one, uh, like did a really good job. Um, the character like was written really well and the actor was, was great. Cause you, you liked him as a villain, but then you really fucking hated him as well, which was cool. Yeah, he was a dick. Mm. He was, he was, yeah. Did not like that guy very much. <laughs> I liked it. Um, uh, Peter called out the whole Robocop head face <laughs> thing as well. Cause like I was thinking that, cause when you see him in the, in the past, he's like oh, a normal super- human being. And then you see him in the future and it's like, okay, has he been working on himself as well? Like, yeah, because he looks like Robocop. <laughs> he absolutely. Yeah. That was, that was a funny little, little quip. He's like, what do you say? Like you Robocop, like skeletal wannabe something like that <laughs> it was it was on those lines and it totally fit because mm. you can totally see skeletor and robocop if you look at the high evolutionary definitely like yeah. it, it totally could be either or if you really wanted to yeah but then that was good because then it made sense because at the end there they peel off the oh like, when you see his the, skin get peeled, yeah. yeah it was like oh it's a mask it's not like his face attached to the thing and then of course you see the the results of what um, yeah, Rocket did to him. Yeah, completely yeah. slashed his face which off. Is, which is also kind of you, you have this character who's chasing perfection, mm. and he himself is so flawed. Mm. It, it's just like it's another layer, just another layer to the character. Yeah, it you was know? it was almost like a it was a little bit Doctor Doom as well. You know, like that yeah. sort of oh, I'm I'm perfect, but don't look at my face. <laughs> They need to hurry up, and they need to hurry up and bring Victor Von Doom into the MCU already. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was already, but I don't know. There seem to be like there seem to be a lot of references to him, like around Captain and uh, what was it called, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. In that there show, the- you know, there seem to be like ah, mm-hmm. oh, there's these sovereign nations and shit going on, and yeah, waiting for. Um, well, that's like- you might have even because he, he could have been mentioned in 
the multiverse of madness. He could mm. have been mentioned, and you know, there's a lot. I assume they're not going to debut him until Fantastic Four comes out, comes into the picture. Yeah, which is next year, but you know, I guess we'll it. I guess that um, it depends on what they're basing like his whole origin on. You know, like if they want to do the thing where he gets his powers and stuff with the Fantastic the Four. Yeah, that's true. But then we don't know what they're doing with Fantastic Four either because there's talk of that being like set in the 60s as well. A bit like uh, how Captain America was World War II um, and then he um, comes to the future, but, you know. That's I interesting. Know. I don't know how that yeah, would Yeah, I'm curious. But again, that's, I mean, there's still... There's still so much that's going to come out before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Fantastic Four is scheduled until like, I want to say like November of 24. If I, think, yeah, if I, I remember. think so. Mm. Well, I mean, they haven't that's even announced the cast. So it's. No, yeah. they haven't. So. Like, actually, I don't see how that's even going to play out because that's only, what, 13, 15, 16 months from now. And you haven't even like named who's Reed Richard and Sue Storm. and Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, another thing that this movie, when when it did focus on Star Lord, it was more about his his depression and his, his day drinking and and uh, his, his general sadness about uh, the fact that Gamora is well, his Gamora is gone. And yeah. Yet there's this other Gamora from the other timeline that doesn't doesn't she, like she doesn't know these people. That and wants literally essentially really wants nothing to do with any of them. Mm. You know, yeah. she doesn't want nothing to do with Peter. She doesn't, you know, she's there, but you kind of get the sense that she's just, she's very indifferent, you know, which mm. is, you know, and then seeing Peter's reaction and yeah, he was depression as well. Yeah, he was, <laughs> dude was just a flat out drunk. Like, yeah. Seeing a nebula and him out of like carrying him, and you're like, oh, he's just he's just blackout drunk right now. He's not dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense now as well why he wasn't in uh, the Christmas special uh, yeah. as much. Where they were, and and even where they're like, we need to get Kevin Bacon <laughs> to cheer him up. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. And even in that, you know, he was kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. But they, you know, really progressed it. Uh, yeah. In this, but yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked the fact that they didn't just bring Gamora in, and it's like, oh yeah, they'll fall in love, and he he gets a replacement Gamora. You know, it's like that. Mm. Just seemed that seemed like it would be a bit too simple and neat. Um, that would have been, and yeah, I think the fact that she's just kind of her own. She has no romantic interest in him. You know, she's more focused on being essentially the leader of the Ravagers or a part of the Ravagers. Yeah, you know, was, that was a good way to bring them in and tie them back into it. I thought. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I was surprised to see all of them again. I, I I didn't anticipate them coming into this movie, but I guess that's how they did it. You know, Gamora is a part of them now. Yeah, which and it makes sense even in the story of it because they sort of do just take in like strays and people that don't have anything and. And, you know, they sort of create a family unit as whatever they are, you know, space pirates, <laughs> basically, you know. Essentially. Basically, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Um, 
Do you feel that like some of this movie might have been a little bit too James Gunn? Like I always call it I always call it like the um the Batman effect because if you look back at it, there's like you had Batman eighty nine, which was Tim Burton, but obviously yep. you had the studio still heavily involved and being like, Well, you can't do this and we're not gonna let you do that and we'll still make the final call and because then it's a huge movie. And so they're yeah. like, okay, here's the sequel. Do whatever you want. We trust you. And you get Batman yeah. Returns, which is very much Tim Burton. Yeah. Then you get Batman Forever with Joel Schumacher and it's still like, eh, tone this down, tone that down. Huge <laughs> mo- huge movie. Do whatever you want. And you get Batman Forever, uh, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, mean, I wondered, felt- you know, it, fe- it felt like, I mean, one, it definitely felt like a Guardians movie just because of the the, the normal things you expect from Guardians of the Galaxy, the music, the comedy aspects of it. Visually, I mean, it, yeah, it, 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 I would say it it, it kind of did. And, and that being his last movie, I think he, he, went, out, he went out on a, on a pretty good high note. Yeah. You know, I think it definitely delivered. If that was, I would, I mean, it was... Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I felt like sometimes the music just felt a little bit like, yeah, okay, I can get it. Here's another song. Yeah, you know, in bright colors. Like it was, it wasn't bad or anything, but I just felt like, like some of those ones where they're in the, they're going to the, whatever it was, like the corporation, like the big, yeah, the big butthole in space <laughs> with the nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing nutsack suits. Um, like that being, uh, and then okay, here's look. They've all got a different colored spacesuit, and 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 uh, which I don't mind that because that's like sort of a very Jack Kirby kind of aesthetic for all that cosmic stuff. Um, but like, yeah, just the fact it was like, oh, we're going to play songs instead of like actually having some plot and development in this scene. That's all. Like not. Not to any degree where I'd think, oh, it's bad, but just yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe a bit lazier than, than it had been in some of the others. Yeah, and and that and that's fair. That's fair. I think when you mentioned the the, the spacesuits thing, that was it was kind of very uh two thousand one space yeah. odyssey callback. Yeah. I also read something somewhere saying how they were all different colored suits and they kind of "Quote unquote," represented different colors of the Infinity Stones. That was just something that I read. Oh, but okay, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. About yeah. it. There was a red one. There was a green one. There was yeah, orange. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. It's funny they still like they they want to say they're moving on from Thanos and the Infinity Stones, but then they keep. Like they keep bringing them up, <laughs> you know. Like, well, I mean, even if you—I mean, we haven't talked about him yet. But if you look at War- Adam Warlock, mm. he has a—he it's—they don't say it's an Infinity Stone, but he's got a stone in his forehead, mm. very, very Vision esque. Yeah, because in in the comics, he has the—he it's—he has the Soul Stone uh, in his head, rather than well, I guess they did that with Vision in in the movies. He had the um, the Mind Stone, so. They had kind of done that um, trope, whatever you want to call it. Like they use yeah. that, they use that gimmick. So I guess mm, you know, yeah. 
speaking of Adam Warlock, what did you? What, what, what were your impressions of him of his of his debut? His yeah, it's sort of weird. Like it was like he didn't he didn't really need to be in the movie at all. Like really, I I I liked him. I sort of was a bit strange how they did it. I liked the fact that they um they tied it back to Aisha and the Sovereign. Uh, yes, and the fact that the high ev- high evolutionary created them yeah no like i like that he essentially created them as another attempt to have this perfect race of people you know um yeah that helped just help tie the movies together a bit more as well so when you go back and see them in volume two you're like okay we're leading towards high evolutionary and the fact that he's creating all these different like you know species of people yeah um and but then i don't know it felt a little bit like the whole thing where like sony told sam raimi like no you have to use venom and he was like all right i'll <laughs> throw him in there somewhere and kind of do it but mm. Whereas, um, I mean, it was set up in the last Guardians movie in the very end. You see uh, Aisha, because they've been, the Sovereign have been wronged by the Guardians and they want revenge and she creates the, the Adam Warlock's pod, you know. And she says about how, you know, oh, I'm going to create this weapon to go get them and I'm going to call it Adam, you know, that kind of thing. So they definitely set it up. But then he sort of wasn't really much of a muchness i guess they set him up for like the ending Future. where he's part of the new guardians team but yeah you know. yeah yeah his character was <laughs> it was funny because he was like super powerful but he was also you could tell he was like a teen he was like he was young mm. he wasn't like in a he wasn't like full-on adult because it's like the way he was acting kind of made you like you're you're like younger than most of these people yeah he's like uh, yeah you know, he, you know, he's um, obviously he's ultra powerful, but you know, he, and even he has like a, I don't know, if it's a, not an, an epiphany, but he, even his whole like viewpoint on the way things kind of changes throughout that movie too. Mm. You know, he's first off, he's get down. Um, you know, first off, he's there trying to snatch Rocket back. Yep, and then all of a sudden, he's fighting with them with the Guardians to. You know, and then at the end, obviously, you see that he's going to be a part of this new version of the Guardians with Groot and what's the dude's name with the with the thing in his head? <laughs> the, oh the new, yeah, uh, Craig. The new, the new, the new guy. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I forget what his name. Uh, Craig Craglin, yeah. And they, um, I forget her name as well, but one of the kids, like you know, the 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 white haired kids, um, yes. that they saved that Drax is like gonna be their dad basically like he's gonna he's doing the dance for him and he's he's you know like you should be a dad drax he's like okay um See, that, one of those was, kids the one that well, the like the leader of those kids that was saying you know um telling the other kids like get away from the side of the ship and all that stuff like she was at the end there as well uh which i can't remember now. she has a name she's in the comic there's a version of that character who's older with the white hair and yes. stuff like that um 
I can't think of a name at the moment, but yeah. So I guess they're sort of using different characters. Yeah. Yeah, that was the 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 way Drax interacted with the little kids. Mm. And then there, there was the comment that I forgot who made it, where they said, you know, Drax, you're not a destroyer. You were like essentially saying you're supposed to be a dad. Mm. And and if you think about it, that's a whole full on callback. Cause like when you first when Drax first gets introduced and you find out that he's on this, he's trying to get revenge because his family, his daughter was killed. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see that early on and then you see him, you know, at the end and he's kind of like, he speaks their language, Mm. you know, he's able to communicate with them and it's just another side of Drax. Yeah. Definitely fit in. Like it didn't come out of nowhere. It was definitely, um, you know, because yeah, that first movie he wants revenge on um, uh, Ronan, yeah, because they wiped out, like you said, they wiped out his planet and you yep. know, killed his wife and his daughter and that. And then even in the second movie, like the whole, that's how Mantis sort of turns against Ego and sort of starts leaning towards them. And it's like, oh, hey, you shouldn't really be here. Like Ego's fucked up um, yeah, because news. when she. Um, yeah, she talks to Drax and she puts her hand on his shoulder and then she feels his like grief and stuff and because he's thinking about his family. So that sort of, it definitely plays through. So the fact that he then got to, yeah, like you said, save the day as as a dad, that sort of, that was cool. Especially yeah. for Dave, Big Dave, you know, give him, a, give him <laughs> something to do. <laughs> Man, I will say like moving forward with as the Marvel movies progress, I am going to miss... Drax the Destroyer. Mm. Big Dave was ended up being one of my favorite characters, and <laughs> yeah, his his this the sheer like his not stupidity, but just his knack for be saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, and mm. just his little his the goofy comedy that he brought is is going to yeah. be missed. See, I felt this one as well. Like we were saying before, I was glad that they didn't undercut a lot of the heavier moments with just a silly joke but then in other parts of the movie i did feel that it did rely on that a little bit too much not undercutting serious moments but just a little bit um like almost a little bit too cliched like mantis and nebula just seem to be shouting a lot in the movie (laughs) and it was like look it's funny because they're yelling it's like yeah it's kind of funny but it sort of got a bit you know, and even like someone would say a, a dumb joke, or someone would under, not understand something and say something dumb, and then Drax would say something dumber, and it was like, okay, you know, it's like, but it, yeah, it, it was almost like I'm glad that they came around and gave Drax more of a, a purpose to the movie because he is, he was sort of in danger of just being like, oh yeah, he's just the big dumb guy. That's the yeah, point of all the jokes. Like it's like, no, no, he's he's got a proper character. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder, it's weird too seeing Batista, like, I don't want to say fat because he's not fat, but like, he's not ripped and cut and this big muscle dude like he was. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. No. Especially yeah. that that sort of built it up as Drax being like, he's this specimen guy. You know what I mean? Like, of, a, of an alien. And then, mm, okay. So, <laughs> I mean that's that's a minor little nitpick. I wouldn't be like, oh, sure. the movie movie sucks because how old is he now? Fifty something, you know? Oh yeah, bitch. 
Cause, Cause, yeah, big 50. I think he's at least 50. Or late 50s even, maybe, you know, like by now. So well, I, mean, I got I to fact check. Dave if I had if I had to guess, I would say he's 56. That's my guess. 54. <laughs> okay, 50. there you go. Oh, but, I yeah. mean, shit, man, 54, I mean, he, he looks great. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's just funny seeing, like, you go back to see him in the first match. Okay, fair enough, it was, like, what, nearly... 10 years ago, but you go back and see Drax in that first scene where he's in the prison and he's just, you know, he's just sitting there watching them and it's like, he's Batista, he's ripped up, he's, you know, cut. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Nitpick, you know. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it, 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 shit you mentioned, I, I just, I just saw that Guardians 1 came out in 2014. Yeah. Jesus. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was that long ago. The way time yeah. flies these That's days right. is just a bit absurd to me. Mm. Do you think this movie, this is, might be a bit uh, off track, left to center, whatever you want to call it. Do you think this movie would have benefited from Thor's presence? Uh, no. I, 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 I think... Knowing how the knowing how the movie was how the movie played out, I think Thor would have just been if he would have been in, in it, he would have just been in it. Yeah. I don't see how they given Thor like anything, um, like tangible or viable for us to grab on and care about because it was so rocket centered, rocket centered, mm-hmm. like you know the origin story of Rocket, and then just the them dealing with the high evolutionary. I don't think, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if Thor was in it, but I, I don't. We didn't need him. We didn't mm. need Thor to be part of this movie. Because here's my thinking. I do agree that, like, I think if if Thor was in this movie as the movie is at the moment, it would have been tough to make certain things a challenge. Sure. Because, like, you could just be like, well, like Thor could take care of it in five minutes. That's that's yeah. That's another part of it too. Thor can just go in there and you know summon <laughs> summon all the lightning and thunder and that's right. Boom, Which they know. kind of showed at the start of Love and Thunder, where you have him yeah. running around with the Guardians and he's sitting up there being a hippie and Mister Peace, you know. And then they're like, "Hey, we need you," and he gets down and he solves the problem in five minutes because he's yeah, you know, he's Thor is rock, rocking out to Guns and Roses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we didn't. I don't think there's really anybody, anybody else that they could have had. You know, any any of the other Marvel characters either appearing. I don't think any of it would have been necessary. No, because uh, I think this. I, I think they were really focused on giving the Guardians like a proper, like a, a good send off. Because that's essentially what this was. It was a send off for this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because we're never going to see this team together again mm. yeah. you know everybody kind of off everybody kind of went off in their own separate direction um obviously we know there's going to be that new version of the guardians um i don't know i, I as far as i know there's no further contractual obligations for dave batista to be involved as drax anymore gomora zoe saldana's already said that i read that she would prefer either someone else taking over the mantle of Gamora because she's mm. kind of felt like kind of like played the part to where it is. 
Um, obviously, we know Peter Starlord is going to be back because they told us. Yeah, which isn't a shocker. I mean, I, I, Starlord is huge. Mm. So, but I mean, it, it was it was a, it was a really good send off. And like I said at the, at the beginning of the, sh- of the of the show, when I went into this movie, I fully expected some of these characters to die. I thought they were going to kill. They were going to end up killing either Drax. They were going to kill Gamora again, Nebula, Mantis, and none of that happened. <laughs> no, I I had you a know? feeling because they were all the talk was oh Drax will die because Batista Batista sure, probably isn't I, really interested in doing any Marvel stuff without James Gunn. We knew he was done. We knew yeah. he was done. I and mean, they even didn't. when they fired that whole thing where they fired James Gunn for a minute. Um, you know, when he was, when it looked like he wasn't going to do volume three and he went off to do uh, Suicide Squad and uh, what's the other one? Um, Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, Batista was very like vocal in the fact he was like, you know, just fine. Not happy. Kill me off, off screen, write me out of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to be yeah, in the movie would- without. James Gunn. Super, super loyal to James Gunn. Mm. Which, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's it, it seems very logical, too, because, I mean, I mean, James Gunn, Batista wasn't a huge movie name in no. 2014. Mm. You know, he wasn't, he was just, he was a guy that was, he was, honestly, it was kind of like Batista was kind of like when The Rock first started doing movies. Like, you're getting all, you're getting over on your name, but these movies are not that good. Well, that you was know. a huge thing with that first movie as well, where everyone was like, holy shit, like, how good was Batista? Like, yeah. as Drax, like, he was funny. You know, it wasn't just, we need a big Which, muscle dude. Okay, yeah. he's got that part down. And, and for, like, for me, like, I was a fan of Batista because of the wrestling side. Mm. He wasn't a funny guy as a wrestler. There was no, no comedy to Batista. I think that so was just, the, the big shock, like, you know, all that stuff where it was like, you know, oh, Everything goes over his head, and he's like, "Nothing, nothing would go over my head. I have my reflexes. I would catch it, you know, all that kind of shit." It was funny. His he was so aloof and just so. I don't. It's not dumb. Is he wasn't dumb. He's just he was a meathead. He's just naive. He was just this big, strong dude that could destroy anything, but didn't have all the common sense that he probably should have. Yeah, And (laughs) and he had this knack for just comedic timing like mm. uh, was it, is it in guardians 2 where he's like standing he's like you can't see me because i'm standing i'm standing so still that's in um infinity war infinite that's oh, in infinity war yeah <laughs> it's just like really bro like i'm pretty sure i'm invisible yeah <laughs> <laughs> but see yeah before that i think he'd been in a couple of movies but it was just we need a big muscly guy you know yeah there was no comedy there was nothing mm. other than being a meathead yeah even you know similar to like chris hemsworth even you know like we need a big blonde beefcake dude to be thor who can act a bit yeah great but then they give him a chance in certain like even in the the first avengers movie like joss whedon gave him a couple of little funny lines and stuff and then the uh, ragnarok and it's like oh he's really funny as well, yeah. so well, they probably being, lent too far into that, but yeah, yeah. and I That's think the, the, the comedy side was actually one of one of the things I enjoyed most about Thor. Sometimes mm. 
he was also like, yeah, Thor's a badass, but he's also a dumbass. Yeah. Like, well, the whole Thor Peter thing in Infinity War, <laughs> yeah. where they were just competing with each other, you know. Um, oh man, so good. And at end, so- and the end, uh, in the end of Endgame as well, where you know Peter's like, well, we all know who's in charge, you know, and they're like, yeah, yeah. and then. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're in charge, of course, of course. You know, all that shit. It was like, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so like we said, the ending, I had it's it's weird. Like, I'm sort of I'm on the fence with it because like I like the fact that everyone sort of got some closed endings and and, and they get the happy ending. I don't like the dancing, I gotta say. That was a bit like I'll I'll take it. I'll, okay, fine. Everyone's happy, they have a dance, whatever. But okay, um, but on the other hand, I'm like, it's almost like a little too happy. Yeah, me. you know what I mean. Like, just eh, all right, like whatever. I just think like, but that's that's to be fair, that's probably more on me because I interpreted the trailers and stuff of being like, oh, some shit's gonna go down. This is gonna be right. fucked up and heavy, and like it was, but it was all Rocket's flashback stuff. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, did, that's um, that's on me. That's not the movie's fault. Yeah, they did a really good job in disguising <laughs> how this movie was going to play out based off of what they gave us with the trailer. Because I was so ready to like walk out of there upset because they killed somebody or someone died, and lo and behold, no, nobody died. Everybody's intact. They're just you know. The, all the talk was, oh, Drax will, Drax will die. He'll die for sure. And then yeah, I thought, I, because everybody yeah. kept saying that, I thought, oh, Drax is probably going to be like the only one that survives <laughs> just as a flip the script. You know what I mean? I thought, oh, we'll probably, they'll probably kill off Peter. They'll probably kill off Rocket. Um, yeah, because I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that um, Chris Pratt even had any. I didn't even know his contract had any more. Mm movies in it so they did a really good job keeping that under wraps because i was i thought that was it for star lord yeah i figured I that'd be it yeah especially when he's like oh well at first they do fake like do a death fake out for him sure you know, of course do. you think oh okay he is gonna die which i've seen what? people as well I, I, bring it, up like, it, it wasn't the scene where nebula's carrying him wasn't that in one of the trailers yeah where- yeah and so you and you kind of you were like, damn, is he dead? Like, yeah, that's it. You thought oh, maybe he's. Oh yeah. no, he's freaking blackout drunk because he's depressed because Gamora doesn't love him anymore. Well, mm. they so. at the end there when you know he couldn't get across through space and it looked like he was going to die. I thought, okay, they are going to kill him, and they right. did get they did get me. I did think he was going to die. The only thing where I was like, oh, he looked terrible, man. The bit strange was yeah when they blew him out, and I'm like, that's weird that they're going to do that and your last image of dead star lord is going to be like all grotesque and fucked up but then i'm like but it is james gunn so like you know what i mean okay yeah if if james gunn is going to kill a guy off he doesn't give a fuck if he looks pretty yeah yeah. he's gonna be like well guess what kids if you die in space you're not gonna look pretty you're not gonna be handsome chris pratt you're gonna be all fucked up you know you're gonna be but then they they saved him and i was like okay but then I have seen people being like, well, where was his helmet? He didn't use his little press the button yeah, behind the he ear. Press his little and then the <laughs> hey. Maybe they put it on that day. He forgot it. He left it at home. I don't know. Um but then when they saw that, oh okay. 
But then when it was like, I'm going to go to Earth and see if my uncle is, or his uncle? No, his grandfather. See if my grandfather's still alive. Oh, okay, that's going to be, he's finally going to get his family. He's going to go home. He's going to be a regular guy. Awesome. And then, of course, then it came up and said, I'll return. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, that, that, that thing was pretty cool when he went to his grandfather's house and then his grand his grandfather sees him, he's just like, you just like, oh my God, like, oh mm. shit. You Which know? is good because I did think that after um, Endgame, when when I was watching Endgame, I thought, oh, Peter's finally back on Earth. Right. What are they going to do with this? And then it was like, they're going, we're leaving in the, pl- in the, in the, in the spaceship. And I'm like, yep. hang on, you're not even like, it just seemed weird not, that he yes. wouldn't even hang around, you know, like, yeah. No, yeah. But that makes sense because it, they showed it in this that, like, he was sort of trying to block that out almost. Like, you know, like, la, 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 I'm not from Earth. I don't need any of that. You know, it was it was some sort of trauma there. So, Yeah, and now, and then now, even, and now it even kind of makes, now that we know he's coming back, now we know he's on Earth where mm. the rest of the Avengers are at, you know, the ones that are still around. So yeah. it kind of makes... Yeah, I was thinking it, if they if they go literal with Secret Wars and mm-hmm. Earth Earth is transformed into Battle World, well, mm-hmm. Peter's already on Earth. So, you know, yep. it depends what they do there. But yeah, again, he can run into Doctor Strange. He can run into... Anybody, uh, Falcon and and well, Captain America and you know Bucky and everyone that's on Earth. So yeah, it's probably easy to just go look. We don't know what we're gonna. I don't know what you want to do with Peter. If you want to use him, I'll put him on Earth for you. There you go. Yeah, he's all, he's all yours, future writers, directors. They probably aren't great. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, like we said, we're pretty a ninety nine point nine percent. We're not going to see Drax ever again. Never yeah. say ne- never say never because you know. Um, same with Gamora, like we said. Not sure on Nebula, 50-50. She might pop up yeah. here and there. Mantis, though, I think will be back. Because yeah, they I- the whole tease of she's gonna go off and find herself and go on adventures. I can see her turning up in something else somewhere. Sure. Um and of course, like you said, Rocket. Do they just make a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four, and it's Rocket's team with Adam Warlock and Groot and Mohawk Man yeah. and whatever else? Don't know. Even if you know, even if they gave us like a a Guardians like eight episode Disney Plus series or yeah, something, because I don't know that we'll ever get a Guardians movie again. Yeah, you know, even if they gave us something that's centered around Groot and Rocket, or just Rocket, or just something. It might even be something where they might be able to tie that in and bring it. Because, I mean, that that new team, it is sort of lacking star power, really. Let's face it. You know what I mean? I can't see a whole movie being carried by that team. But No, because they feel like they need, like, one of the A, (laughs) like a Star-Lord or a Thor. Mm. You need... somebody that's what i was thinking you could bring in thor maybe you can tie in rocket's new guardians team with the eternals mm-hmm. some you know because nobody really liked the eternals but everyone liked the guardians so maybe yeah uh, mix them up a bit take the take the eternals that people liked and mix and match you know whatever there's there's things they can do um one last thing oh well the high evolutionary is he still alive because 
they were gonna like Rocket was gonna kill him, and then of course he doesn't, and they say, "Oh, why don't why don't you kill him?" And he's like, "Because I'm you know I'm a guardian of the galaxy or whatever," and he sort of got over his revenge and he didn't kill him. But then yeah. the ship blows up. Is he on it? I've seen. I haven't seen it, but I've heard there's talk online that there's a shot where you see it when they're all leaving the ship that Drax is carrying him. But really, for all I know, because I, I've only seen the movie once. For all I know, it could be carrying someone else. Like, it, I, that's interesting. I would assume he's dead, mm. uh, but I mean, shit. Who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how much bigger of a role he could play moving forward. Well, the one thing be- we were talking about Kang before the yeah. um, the. Uh, I've seen rumors now online as well that, you know, hey, Kevin Feige, if you've got problems with Jonathan Majors, maybe the high evolutionary is a Kang variant. Like, eh. Could be. You know what I mean? Like, it's, We've seen variants of characters that don't have to necessarily look the same. Yeah. We've had different that, Spider-Mans. That, we've had different, you know. So You got, you got to figure Marvel's got to be holding their breath a little bit because... If this Jonathan Majors story goes left and it's proven mm. he did everything he's accused of, I don't see how there's a ounce of anything where they can keep him mm. as Kang moving forward. And then I'm like, if that happens, that's gotta like throw a wrench into your whole like <laughs> release schedule plans because he's the big bad yeah. moving forward. I mean, up until what 2025 yeah something like that yeah yeah so he's like literally like the main villain and and it's it's not like thanos where like hey james brolin just fucking murdered some people or went off the deep end that's okay we can uh someone can do someone can do the voice you know this is way different (laughs) yeah this yeah I, i i i hope that i hope that this all this shit about him is just not remotely true if it is mm. he's a scumbag and get him out of here but god man yeah this will test him though i mean it i mean it didn't stop it didn't stop the flash no <laughs> well, that's all other- jesus christ it sure didn't well there's that's your miller they're like yeah we, we've yeah, already made this movie <laughs> what is his name was it ezra bridge ezra miller mm. he's a colossal piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's it's unfortunately it's in that realm of like maybe don't know yeah 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 but i mean overall um i enjoyed the movie like we said a couple of little minor nitpicks but nothing where it'd be like ah stupid movie sucks you know like yeah it's good i'm more interested to watch that again than the other movies that have been out lately this has probably been the best Marvel movie since. Jeez, man, that's, that's tough. Uh, it's definitely was it was definitely better than Ant Man. It was definitely better than Love and Thunder. Um, was it better than the last Spider Man? I don't know. I still like. I really like that Spider Man one. So it was a really good movie. Yeah, better you know, than this is better than Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this. This was like I like I said. I think if this was the 
proper send off for the the, the Guardians. Mm. You, know, you got, and I think we got pretty much everything that we needed. Um, and like I said, it was quote unquote, it was a happy ending because nobody died. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that's right. Maybe even the villain didn't die. We don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know. It's gonna it's gonna be different though because I mean I I always enjoyed when the, I always enjoyed the guardians you know popping up in the different movies like I, I enjoy the characters so you know not seeing them like you know moving forward as much is gonna be different but mm. I'm also excited about what is still to come I mean there's still so much that's coming soon I mean you got the what is it Secret Invasion is gonna be starting pretty soon on Disney Plus yeah. Um, in two weeks, you got Enter the Spider Verse, oh, yeah, and then mm. there's a lot of there's just there's just so. And uh, is there another is there another Marvel movie slated for release this year? Um, I Marvel, uh, Marvels. Marvels is coming at some point. Yeah, <laughs> that looks. Which, I'm not holding out much hope for it, but mm. yeah, that's, I, it, it looks okay. It might be one of those ones where I'm like, all right, and I mean, I'll go see it, but yeah. I might be like, okay, let's get this over with. And then it might be like, oh, actually, it was good because I'm not expecting much, you know? Which is the opposite of, you know, Love and Thunder and Multiverse Madness, where I was like, oh, this should be cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm here for it. I mean, like I said, I've I've been invested since phase one, and they haven't given me a reason to stop caring yet. No, there's nothing that's completely like, ah, oh, fuck this, you know, like I'm out. It's it's and they've built up enough goodwill in the past. And Kevin Feige's still there, he's still in charge. So I think they have a very long leash with the fans. They would have to like really severely like screw something up for the fans to be like, nah. Yeah. And they seem to have realized as well, like they were just doing too much. It was, you know, like they're pulling back on the shows. I heard that Echo show is cancelled altogether. Uh, I, I that, but I mean, I, I mean, that was that would have been one of the ones I would have, yeah, I would have. Whenever I got around to it, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, oh, every Wednesday I gotta watch this. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids, Echo's on. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Eventually, but I don't care. Yeah. Hopefully, Daredevil. Hopefully, they don't fuck up Daredevil. Man. I just hope they don't like. <laughs> It's not too I don't think Disney I don't think, you know. I think Daredevil is going to be really dope. Mm. I think I that's so. going to be real. I'm I'm like cuz I, I I like the Netflix series when it was on mm. Netflix. Yeah. And I think now I think it's even going to be I think it's going to be dope. Hopefully if they can keep it like that then yeah. Anyway. I'm looking tell. forward to seeing, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him in that yellow suit, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that look. The, the the red suit is cool, but that yellow and the yellow suit is just super dope. Old school. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, in the meantime, though, uh, tell us what you thought of of Guardians Volume Three and uh, what you think about going forward. Are we going to see tracks again? What's the new Guardians team? What do you think of Adam Warlock? Let us know. Follow us on Twitter at Unfunny and Tangent. I'm at Greg T13. Rock is at Rock Knowledge and also at Matt Mania Podcast. But of yep. course, all roads lead to at the Steel Cage and unfunnynerdtangent.com. But that is all for episode 147 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, open the fucking door. <laughs>